So greetings to every single one of you. It's great to have you in service. Everybody online, quickly just clap your hands for them and welcome them online. We honor you. We bless you. Our families are in Zambia. We've got families in Cape Town. We've got families in Dubai. We've got families out of the United States. We've got people that are tuning in from everywhere. We appreciate it that you do that. Welcome to service this morning. I know that this word is going to bless you in Jesus' name. Then God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful. It wasn't a suggestion. It was a command. Everything that came from God and the way God established it is was not go to church first. Don't worship me first. That was not what it was about. It was to be fruitful. To be fruitful. It was a command. And so we in the series, and you've got to catch up if you, it's the first time you're hearing this, you need to get on the last couple of weeks, and we need to teach in some things. And so this morning, it is really important for me to create a foundation, because so often when you say be fruitful, uh, many people think that they are. And, and it could be babies, and that is one way, but that was not all that God had in mind. There are seven areas in your life where you can be fruitful. And what we've discovered is this Proverbs 31 woman, if you're going to marry a woman, gentlemen, she's got to be fruitful. I'm not talking about babies only. Amen. The Proverbs 31 woman is fruitful on many levels. Can you please put up that slide for me? We'll appreciate it. And what it means is that um, there is something about your life that you can give birth to the purposes of God and to the plan of God in your generation that not only impacts you, but your children and changes our world because of your life. And so fruitfulness um, is, is the secret. And so there are seven places we've discovered. One is the womb. Uh, the fruit of your womb, of course, produces children. But then there's the fruit of your mind, which produces ideas. We're going to get into some of that this morning. Then the fruit of your eyes produces vision. The fruit of your lips. The Bible says you're going to eat the fruit of your lips. You can use it for death or you can use it for life. So you can use your words to create life and speak life. And your hands are for products so that you can produce something with your hands. Number six are your feet. Show me what this, the fruit of your feet lets you know where you're standing, gets you to stand in a certain place. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than to dwell in tents of wickedness. And so your feet would let you know where your faith is positioned. So if you've been hanging out with, um, oh, let me get over that topic. This Beyonce thing is irritating me a little bit, but let's get over that one. <sighs> Don't tell me that she's a church girl dancing and twerking in the, in, the, in the nightclubs. She's not. Change your title. Make your money all that you want. But we've got women of integrity and they're in the church. She's called a Proverbs 31 woman. No, I don't have Beyonce on my playlist. But I am aware of what's going on around me. And you don't come into church territory and sing that rubbish here. 
and make the girls think that this is okay. It's not acceptable. You are a Proverbs 31 woman and you'll be fruitful for the kingdom of God. And I'm decreeing and declaring that over this generation. Don't let the devil sell us rubbish. Hmm. Because part of this woman is the fruit of her spirit. She has character. So when you get into the kingdom of God, there are the seven areas where any woman must become fruitful, more than babies. Now let's get into some teaching this morning. So 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 20 says, For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. So that means that when I'm preaching the word of God, I can't preach the word fruitfulness and you not become. So the word of God is this powerful, is that if He sent His word to heal you, then the word preached draws everything that you need for your healing. That's the way it works. God's going to do nothing outside of preaching. Because how will they know unless there's a preacher? So when I preach the word of God, the very thing that I preach then must manifest in your environment. You will become fruitful. And you will not just have fruit, you'll have more fruit. And you will not just have more fruit, you'll have much fruit. I am declaring that and say, just agree with me this morning because I have scripture for you to show you that there is a place where you need to agree with God. It's really important. Hebrews chapter 4, I think it is verse 1. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 1. Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. Here's verse 2. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. The people that was in the Old Testament, they were given a promise. They were given the word. We're going in to possess this promised land. So you get the word, they got the word. God's going to do nothing outside of a preacher. You need a preacher in your life. But the word which they heard did not profit them. Not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. So when we preach the word of healing, and anybody gets God, has got faith that will mix their faith, what is the mixer? Your tongue. Your tongue mixes it. So if I say, if God says, word says you are healed, and you say I am healed, You're just working your faith. You're mixing the word with your faith. So you're getting the results. Say, I am fruitful. So now that begins to work for you. And it produces in your life what you need. If it's a breakthrough, if it's healing in your body, if it is for your marriage, for your family. When you use your tongue and you begin to mix your faith with the word of God, you start to bake a good cake for your life. Amen. So, when you get into the kingdom of God and we start to speak about something called be fruitful, you must walk with an expectation. You must walk and wake up and say, God, this is my season for fruitfulness. Now listen to what I'm saying to you. That tree that, is, that, that we're seeing, mulberries coming off that tree again, this, that's beginning to form, it's, it's rooted, it's planted, and 
We ate last year's fruit of that tree. But we're expecting more fruit this, this season. I'm helping somebody this morning. We ate last year's contract. Isn't it time for a new contract? Isn't it time for something new to manifest from your life? Come on, somebody, man, believe the word of the Lord this morning. That your life is not going to be the same again. You can never be the same again. You must go from glory to glory and from strength to strength. I honestly believed when I got born again, I believed with all of my heart that everybody wanted to progress in life. How naive was I? I really thought that everybody wants to progress. I was like sowing seed and praying and fasting and pushing in. And others were just like, you know, we're here for the chicks. I'm like, dude. <laughs> you're looking for a church girl in the church. No. Okay, let me get off this thing, please. Jesus, help me this morning. But I just thought that everybody wants to progress. I found out it's not true. I, I, I mean, it's like people are not just, you know, just I'll come to service when I want. If there's a miracle service, I'll be there. But there's no like effort, no, whatever a man sows is going to reap, man. Whatever you sow for your life, you're going to reap. You can sow seasons and sow nothing and you're going to reap nothing. You must be willing to give some time. And we're getting into a season of praying for the next two weeks. We're going to be praying. And for those that want to fast, you can fast as well. If you're pressing and asking God for your next level, I am, we're taking 20, 14 days of day and night praying for you and work praying with you for anybody that's lacking in a place and saying, I need a breakthrough. Is there anybody saying, look, I'm, I'm done with having, I can't have another September like I had it in 2021, 2020, 2019. Your September is going to be different in the mighty name of Jesus. Your December is going to be different. This year is going to be different. You will not leave this year looking like you looked last year. You're going to have more than you ever had before. You're going to go where you've never been before. Somebody shout, fruitful. Don't let the devil keep you in a religious setting. Holy Ghost, you've got to help me. Acts chapter 17 verse 28. For in him we live and move and have our being. As also some of your own po poets have said, you there this morning? I'm Acts 17, 28. For in Him we live and move and have our being. As also some of our own poets have said, for we are also His offspring. So God went through what He went through, Jesus did, to make you His offspring. When he looks at your life, he says, this is my fruit. Now you must continue that and you must be fruitful because by this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So there, since, therefore, since we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the divine nature is like gold or silver or stone, something shaped by art and man's devising. Truly, these times of ignorance God overlooked but now, he's commanding everybody, men everywhere to repent. Because he's calling for fruit from your life. Do not believe the lie that you were called to stay in religion. Let me get into my word. So, 
we're going we're gonna to be dealing with that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and then that which is born of the spirit is spirit. That's John 3 and 6. So, anytime you get into a place of fruitfulness, your life walks into greater liberty, not greater bondage. You, you, you enter into a place of where you begin to experience God and His favor and His goodness like never before because this is God's design and this is God's desire for your life and mine. So, to teach on fruitfulness, we're going to show you what fruitfulness is not. Because sometimes you understand the thing better when you find out what it is not. So let's get into some word. We're going to get an understanding about how to become what God has called you to be and to avoid the mistakes that others have made going in the wrong direction. So Isaiah chapter 51 verse 1 and 2. And where are we going to go this morning? I'm going to teach you a bit on Abraham and, and, and Sarah. We're going to get into some of Abraham and his wives. Listen to me, you who follow after righteousness. You who seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were hewn and to the hole of the pit from which you were dug. Look to Abraham your father and, and to Sarah who bore you. Sarah gave birth to you. What does faith look like? And I blessed, for I called him alone and blessed him and increased him. That's what you're looking for. You're looking for the blessing of the Lord. You're looking for the increase in your life. You want to see your life progress, your children, your family, your home, your marriage. Please say amen. You belong to kingdom life embassy and we are commanded to be fruitful so Abraham has a promise from God it's found in Genesis chapter 15 verse 1 after these things the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision saying do not be afraid Abraham I am your shield your exceedingly great reward but Abraham said, Lord God, what will you give me seeing I go childless? The fruit of the womb, he's dealing with specifically. And the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. Then Abraham said, look, you've given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. It's mean like, you know, this is family. I'll just pass down what I have to my family. And behold, the word of the Lord. Everybody say the word of the Lord. Came to him saying, this one that's in your house, this is not going to be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, now look toward heaven. Watch the keys now of the kingdom. Watch the keys to fruitfulness. One, he's got the word. Two, he's getting a picture. Look now toward the heaven and count the stars. If you are able to number them. And he said to them, to him, so shall your descendants be. And he 
believed. Everybody shout, he believed. He believed in the Lord and he, and he, God, accounted it to him for righteousness. So Abraham is sitting with a promise. God gives him, I'm helping somebody that's trying to produce things in the earth for the kingdom of God. They saved, they in church, they love the Lord. They're not sure how to move forward with the purpose. It's like you're stuck. You're saying, God, for my family, for my home. Um, you know, some people just look for more money or they're not concerned about fruitfulness. They just want another job. They want another car. They need healing, whatever. You know, I mean, please come. We'll pray for you. And, you know, we'll give you the book of Job for you to go and read. If you want another job. I'm, it's Job. But we'll pray for you if you need a job. The point is, I'm not dealing with that. I'm dealing with somebody, and I believe there's one person I could be preaching to you this morning that's saying, God, I'd make my life fruitful for the kingdom of God, and I need to know how it works. Is there anybody that I'm going to be preaching to this morning? If there's somebody, then this word is for you this morning in the name of Jesus. So you need to know two things around God. Number one is that there is word. And number two, there is a picture. Because anytime you now want to give birth, we, look, we're all producing things. Your, your, your mind can produce, your brain produces ideas. And it could be things that's got nothing to do with the kingdom of God. Because you have an imagination. And what God has to do with Abraham, who is past childbearing age, gives him a word, but also has to give him a picture. Why? Because you are supposed to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. I believe the imagination is the part where many of the born-again believers are failing. Because you've come to listen to my word today, but have you taken time to work your imagination what I'm saying? Because when God gives you a promise of where you're going to, number one, He not only gives you a word, He gives you a picture. Because part of your life is your imagination. Now I tell you how the devil works. The devil will work without the word to excite your imagination. You know how people dream up, uh, you know, I tell you what we're going to do. Exciting the imagination. Oh, I tell you where we're going to go and stay. Oh, I like it over here. Oh, oh, oh. I mean, I go to Sorrento and I'm thinking, oh, the weather's so lovely here. I think we can start a church right here. My imagination, my mind in Rome, I'm thinking it's a great idea. I think of Cape Town. When you go down there, when the weather's great until the week hits like last week and you're thinking like, get me to Joburg. You can have your imagination excited without the Word of God. I'm helping somebody this morning. Whenever you get to move in the kingdom of God, number one is that God's going to give you a word. If you have no word from God, don't you move. Because when God gets to speak to you, He must give you a word. So when God gives me a word, we're starting a church, I freak out and I get sick. Because the picture in my mind of preaching every week, just, it floored me. I could not take in that picture of me standing in front of you and preaching every week. I hear the word. God gives me a picture. 
and I am how? So the reason why some people's faith and the promises don't work because you come from Sarah, this is a New Testament believer. When God gives you a promise, He's going to give you two things. One, He's going to give you a word and two, He's going to give you a picture. So anytime you understand people have only got pictures and no words, they are, it's birthed out of Babylon. Give you a scripture. Genesis chapter 11, verse 4. Remember they built this tower in Babylon? Did they get a word from God? The word was to spread out, go into all the earth. They said, no, we're going to heaven. We're going to build a tower that's going to reach the heavens. Watch. And they said, come, let us build ourselves a city and a, and a tower who stop is in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves. You weren't supposed to be making a name for yourself. I know when somebody's in the flesh, look, I'm dealing with three, I'm dealing with, with, with three wives, with Abraham. Abraham, three wives. First one, Sarah, of course, you know. You know then you know Hagar, and you know Keturah. We're going to deal with all three of them this morning. Because you are spirit, soul, and body, and you can give birth to things through your own flesh, your own emotions, Keturah, or Sarah, which is your spirit. It's a birthing canal. Every three, all three of them are there. So you can get into the flesh, and you can make up your mind, I'm going to build and make a name for myself. And they said, come, let us build ourselves a city, a tower whose top is in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. That means let's take care of us. No, God. Let's make sure our policies are in place. Let's make sure we're taking care of us. Sure, make sure medical aid, their pensions, there, and, and, and. And just make sure the ANC doesn't come after it. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. And listen to God. And the Lord said, indeed, the people are one. Please put this in the King James Version for me, this verse. And the Lord said, indeed, behold, the people is one. So we've got unity, right? Now let's just deal with the world system. They need unity themselves. Whatever company you're going to build, whatever family you're going to build, even if it's in the flesh, there must be an agreement in, some, in something. So you must, you, you must be one. The people is one and they have all one language. So that's good. We're in your agreement. We're speaking the same language. And then God says, this thing they begin to do, now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. So this gets God's attention because they're imagining a thing that's got no word. You are very quiet. Because you can get into a work thing that's got no word and, and God's not a part of it. You want to be fruitful. But I'm showing you what fruitfulness is not. Anytime there's no word in where you're going to and what you want to get involved in, you need to pray before you get involved in that business deal. You got to get it pray before you get into that marriage. You got to get before you want to move to Cape Town, before you want to move to Sorrento, before you want to do anything. You need a word from the Lord. Everybody's going to shout amen in this church. When people say, oh no, you know, I, I rebuke somebody for the first time. I can't believe you rebuke. Oh, the Lord's, I, I know my time's up here, the Lord's calling. Give me a word. Did you know that the, whom the Lord loves, He rebukes? You've never got a rebuke from a father. You don't know what the father's rebuke is like. And you get upset and you get mad because I rebuked you. Go and sit down and get a word from the Lord. 
Come on, am I speaking to the mature this morning? Am I speaking to those who want to be fruitful this morning? I'm not dealing with babies. Babies, they're emotional. They, they, they cry for all kinds of stuff. And that is, you, you're going to look at every single person that you see from today through either the eyes of this idea comes from either Sarah's womb, my spirit, or it comes from Keturah. Keturah represents your emotions, your soul. Your soul's made up of your mind, your will, and your emotions. That's where Keturah fits in. Then Haggah's got to do with your flesh. Let me get into the word. Your imagination can run wild without the word. Let me say it this way. Your imagination runs wild even with the word. It's just when there's no word, it's on steroids. You getting it? So, I mean, just like either sickness or anything, I mean, your imagination about you're going to die and your family and da-da-da-da, and you forget the word. Because the enemy is going to work on your imagination. And so, the reason why it happened yesterday with Pastor Z that she took a prayer walk. All the ladies took a prayer walk, went through the, the, the guardhouse, the pillars that you're putting up, the guardhouse, the entrance, the, 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 the fields, um, the new uh, place where our sanctuary is going to be, all the training rooms. And they went and they prophesied over that. And you put the picture in front of Why? What are you doing? You're praying and you're seeing a picture. Because you need word and you need a picture. For your faith to work, you need both. So when you study Isaac, you'll find there's this lost art of meditation that the church has lost. Because meditation has got to do with your imagination. The Bible says Isaac went out and he meditated in the evening and then he saw the camels coming. Some of you are missing out because you don't understand the power of the picture. You, you, you can't just be praying, Lord, I want to be fruitful. I want to be fruitful. In what area? And show me, show me your vision board. Show me what you're dreaming about. Show me the thing that God is showing you that you've got to become fruitful in. What are you looking for? You're looking for a job? Okay, fine. I'm not talking about it. I'm talking about somebody who's actually saying, God, I need my life to count for something. And please know this today, that busy does not equate, equate to productivity. Busy, busy, busy. It's not from the devil. It is the devil. Your life was, you're not here to, 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 to get born, get an education, pay off bills, then, then die, have children and then die. No, fruitfulness is what you were called to. So let's get into understanding somebody. So God gives Ad, uh, Abraham a word and he gives him a picture. So let's get into Genesis chapter 16 verse 1. Because here comes the birthing of the thing that comes from the flesh. Genesis 16 verse 1. Now Sarah, Abram's wife, had borne him no children, and she had an Egyptian maidservant whose name was Hagar. So Sarah said to Abram, See now, the Lord, the woman said this, right? The Lord has restrained me from bearing children. Please go into my maid. Perhaps I shall obtain children by her. When God makes you the promise, He's not going to deliver it another way. With God, there's no plan B. <laughs> uh, legitimate harvest, illegitimate womb. I shall obtain my children by her. And Abraham heeded the voice of Sarah. 
Ladies, be careful what you tell your husband. Eh? I just follow the instruction. Then Sarah, Abram's wife, took Hagar, made the Egyptian, gave her to her husband, Abram, to be his wife, after Abram had dwelt 10 years in the land of Canaan. So they frustrated in the process. And so they must make a plan. So the flesh kicks in. She went to Hagar and she conceived. And when she had thought she had conceived, her mistress despised her in her own eyes. Then Sarah said to Abraham, My wrong be upon you. My bad. <laughs> I gave my maid into your embrace. And when she saw that she had conceived, I became despised in her eyes. The Lord judged between you and me. Please pick up verse 15 for me. Verse 15 says, So Hagar bore Abraham a son, and Abraham named his son whom Hagar had born Ishmael. And verse 16 says, Abraham was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to Abraham. Look at the process. God makes a promise. They're 75. He's 75. Makes a promise. Has to wait 25 years. But in between waiting on God, I make a plan in my own strength. I do my own thing because I can see a picture. Look, man, of the Egyptian servants, the best one is Hagar. Now take her as your wife because God has, of course, failed me. He's forgotten me. And I still want to see this thing of God come to pass. I mean, God wants to bless me, but He's going to do it through someone else. So let Go and sleep with her. So she gets the picture of her future. And the child is coming. But did she get the word? And the answer is no. Because when God speaks to you, He gives you His word. The only thing that God has got, you've never seen God. The only thing that you've got from God is His word. His integrity. That he's made a promise to you and to me about certain things. That this is the place he's going to bless you. This is the thing he's going to do in and through your life. And I've watched people that have got no word. All they do is they function out of the flesh. They make decisions based on the flesh. They start jobs out of the flesh. They have options of different things, but they go their own way because they've got no word. They see, they see good fields. Lot is seeing... Abraham says, you take left, I'll take right. Lot says, he looked at the green meadows and he walked in a direction. It ended up in Sodom and Gomorrah. All that glitters is in gold. Your flesh, you need to understand when God begins to deal with you, here comes this baby, Ishmael. And let me say this to you. Abraham's struggling for 11 years. Believing when he gets up in that morning, he says, last night, my time with my wife, I'm sure this baby's coming. Nothing. First night, he sleeps with Hagar. Here comes the baby. Why? Because things that you produce from the flesh is easy to make. Hard to get rid of. And they stink up the place where that nap is. You keep doing things in your own strength, your own ability, and my flesh can get it. You still produced it. Is that fruit? Maybe for you, but not before God. 
I started businesses, got involved in relationships, got stuff that I went going, and God would say, that is not what I asked you to do. And if you're starting that company, and I still persisted, say, you start that company, you're going to pay your own bills. I'm not going to pay it for you. They arrest before that telephone bills, man. To pay that telephone line. Oh, Jesus. Until you say, Lord, I am sorry. Because things that you, I can think of because of my skill. I can think up an idea tonight for the business. And I can start that company in the morning. But who says it's God? Who says it's God? Who says that relationship is God? Give me a word. Who said that you need to move into that? Give me the word. You imagine a better world. No, no, no. There's word lacking here. We all got an imagination. Some of us have sanctified it. Some of us have got to a place and say, that woman is so beautiful. My wife and I say, that's a pretty, pretty girl. But I can't go imagining her. Just push back. No, no, is your name Solomon? That you can look at any woman and take her in as your concubine. What is that? No. No. There's, there's a difference between looking and admiring somebody and imagining that you're being with her. Oh, I'm helping somebody this morning and you're quiet. Because your flesh is unruly. John 6 and 63 and Romans 7, 18. It is the Spirit who gives life. It is Sarah who gives you life. It's your spirit man that brings the life that you're looking for. The flesh profits how much? Nothing. Everything you produce from your flesh profits you nothing. That's why you look like you're 92, but you're only 29. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. When, you, when God gives you a word, it's for your spirit to produce life and fruitfulness. Romans chapter 7 and verse 18. I'm preaching and this, this guy quiet, there's giggles and it's like, is, are you okay here this morning? Now, you, now okay, look, I didn't write the Bible. You read your, your Bible. Your Bible, your app, download it, read. It's in your Bible. Read with me. For I know, no, don't say it soft. Say it loud. Say in me. For I know that in me that is, what, what are we talking about? How much, what, what, what good is in there? Nothing good dwells. You keep birthing things by your own mind, your own imagination, without the word of God. You need to treat your flesh and say you are unruly. Some of you need to look at your flesh and say, you're rude, man. You don't know, you don't know how to behave. You can't sit down when you need to sit down. You need to speak to your flesh like that. And say, so you can't watch that rubbish anymore. You need to go and exercise that body. You keep eating that fat cooking mince, then it's rooties and then it's curries. Come on, that flesh is unruly. Tell your flesh, say, so you rude, man. For to will is present with me. But how to perform what is good, I do not know. I do not find. But as you study that, you find out that he's actually speaking about who can deliver me from this body of death. He says, but there's no condemnation for in Christ. He says, then he speaks about the spirit and how you live. 
It's not my teaching for tonight, for this morning, but let's go. So let's, let's go to Genesis 21. Holy Ghost, help. And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said. It's 25 years later. May the Lord do for you what he promised over your life, your family, and your home. And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah as he had spoken. His word cannot return void, man. If you can keep your imagination sanctified and the word in front of you, you have a promise from heaven that everything's going to be all right for you and your family. It looks like it's tearing, but hold on, honey. We are coming because there's an anointing that'll break this yoke. We are coming into all that God has got for us. Let the church get a good shout. Your flesh likes to make a plan, right? Your flesh needs to settle down. Because you need to tell Hagar, Hagar, you need to shut up. And you need to speak to Keturah. Who's Keturah? It's your soul, your emotions. You, say, you silence that one. You say, you're going to sit down. You take your emotions, you buckle them on the back. Say, Keturah, you sit there. And you buckle up. I know, oh, but we, we're going to lose the house. And I'm getting old. And the babies. And uh, shut up. Keturah. You are my emotions. You need to be buckled up at the back and my flesh is wanting, oh, but that, that guy, he must be the guy. No, no, you better shut up because Sarah is in control of the wheel. My spirit's going to lead this thing where it needs to go and we're going to become fruitful for the kingdom of God. Everybody shout it. You let your flesh run your life. You let your emotions run your life. You're not coming out. But you are born of the Spirit. And you are. You're sitting here because you want to be fruitful for the kingdom of God. Now watch. Sarah conceives Abraham's son in his old age. At the set time. Somebody said at the set time. Because there's an announcement in the heaven when the Lord said it's fruitfulness. There is a set time for the favor of the Lord to come upon the children of God. Everybody shout, this is my time. This is, I'm in the right service this morning. I couldn't make it last week, but I made it this week. God is in this place. There's fruitfulness in this place. Come on, go and receive the word of the Lord. It's called the set time of God's favor. I feel it in this house. Hallelujah. Next verse. And Abraham called the name of his son who was born to him, who Sarah brought to him, Isaac. Look at this. This is for somebody, a word for somebody. Then Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old, as God had commanded him. Now Abraham was 100 years old when his son Isaac was born to him. And Sarah said, God has made 
me love. This will be your testimony for 2022. Someone's going to begin to say, Oh God, I almost lost it. I produced some things from the flesh. But when I called upon the name of the Lord, He pardoned my sin. He forgave me of my iniquity. Mercy came upon me. My testimony for 2022, God made me laugh. Somebody shout, God made me laugh. And all who hear, going to laugh with me this year. Come on somebody, look at your neighbor and say, you're going to laugh with me. My breakthrough is coming. My breakthrough is imminent. Uh, the presence of the Lord is in this place. There's fruitfulness in this house. Well, I feel something has shifted for somebody here this morning. There is an anointing in this house. God's going to make you laugh this year. Next verse, please be seated. She also said, who would have said? People can look at you and say, who would have said? You were then so broke. You, you then asked me to hire an Uber for you. You never had a car. You never had money. You never had a house. Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Hallelujah. Who would have said that I'm going to get married in 2022? Who would have said I've broken out of debt in 2022? Who would have said, oh, look what the Lord has done. This girl has got the favor of the Lord all over her. I know you waited on the Lord, but this is your season. This is your time. There's an anointing. I feel the grace of God just shifted. There's a favor in this room. The favor has just flipped in this house. God, I want to preach this thing. Woo! I feel the anointing. My God, my God, my God. If you can tell your flesh to shut up, if you can tell Keturah, let's deal with Keturah quickly. Genesis 25 and verse 1, let's go. So, so here comes Hagar after 11 years. Isaac is born. 25 years later, here comes Isaac. And Abraham, to show off, He's like, let me tell you who I am, girl. Keturah, come here. You're a boss. Abraham again took a wife, and her name was Keturah. And she bore him those children. And verse 6, we got verse 6 with you. Let's run. Let's jump. Verse 6. But Abraham gave gifts to the sons of the concubines, which Abraham had. And while he was still living, he sent them eastward, away from Isaac, his son, to the country of the east. This is the sum of the years of Abraham's life, which he lived, 175 years. Then Abraham breathed his last, died in a good old age. I'm speaking to every man in this place. This is your testimony. You will breathe your last and you will die in a good old age, an old man and full of years and was gathered to his people. Let me prophesy that over every man in this place. 
You will not die before your time. You will not bury your children. You will go from strength to strength. You will see your children's children. Your life will be fruitful on every level. Everybody shout to the good amen. Let me jump past a couple of things because I want you to know that there's something about Keturah that's important for you to know. I've told you about Hagar. Hagar's easy. It's your flesh. I like this woman. Your flesh gets involved. Then you get married. And then after the wedding is done and the balloons have been popped, she starts to ask on the next morning, can you just pass me some oil? It's like, what's it for? No, no, this hand is not really mine. And she starts to oil it. And the hair is not mine. And the toes unfixed. She can't lay on the beach with you. You better ask all these questions because your flesh can get you into trouble. <laughs> oh, apostle, move, 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 move away from this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now she's putting green stuff, right? And it's like, what is this? I am the dragon that you married. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no. Oh, no, no. She don't come to church. She does church by herself at home. Oh, really? Did you get a word from the Lord? But you, you, you know, Apostle, when I come around her, you know, I get so emotional, baby. Every time I think of you. And then when I went to Belinda, David's, she gave confirmation when she was singing that song again. Oh, is that where she comes from? Oh, is that how that relationship was formed? Through your emotions. Now you're going to go back to James Ingram. I'm looking for the words I put out for you. I did my best, but I guess my best wasn't good enough, because here we are, back where we were before. Seems nothing ever changes. We're back to being strangers, wondering if we ought to stay. Oh, head out. Come on, sing with me. Sing it, sing it. Just once, can we figure out? Can you figure out what you... Let me tell you what you keep doing wrong. You don't have the Word of God. Everybody's going to shout in the church. Get the message through, eh? Jesus help us. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's because, you know, I mean, I went through the song. I'm thinking, now you must call on Belinda Davids. Now you must call on Whitney. Now you must call on all the... But why did we do that? Because we had no word. We had... I had no word. All emotions. 
Because Keturah represents your emotions. And if you make decisions out of your emotions, James Ingram is your love. Put him on your playlist. I mean, you know all the words of everybody else, but you, I, I need to put up words for you to sing songs in church. <laughs> I got your number. I got your number. This morning, we're going to sweep right there where your house is. Because on that playlist, you got everybody else until trouble hits. Now you know why you can't. It's like we're back to where we started all over again. I'll just play that Whitney song again, man. I get so... Get off now. Get off, get off, get off. Let me, let me give you an emotional church. Go with me to John chapter 5 quickly. Let's end with this. This is really good. Stop messing around, man. Stop trying to, and you say, whoo, there's Proverbs 31. But she's, you, it's, Proverbs, it's, it's Proverbs 32, Proverbs 33, Proverbs 34. No, 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 it stops. Proverbs stops at 31. If it's 32 and 33, it's problems 32, problems 33, problems 34. That's when you give your apostle one week off, eh? Let me deal with you with an emotional church. After this, there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Come guys, what? Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool which, in, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind people, lame people, paralyzed people waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the, into the pool and stirred up the water, then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity for 38 years. When Jesus saw him laying there and knew that he has already been there in that condition for a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? That's the question you must ask yourself this morning. Do you really want to progress in life? Do you really want to go and be fruitful? Do you really want your life to change? Do you really want your marriage to be different? Do you really want your, your future to be secured? Do you really want this kind of lifestyle? Or is the devil just going to take you by your emotions? And, you know, today you're mad and then, you know, then, I mean, you, you're moving because, you know, the, the apostle made you mad. Uh, is it, I thought he's a man of God. How does he know those songs? Yes, once upon a time. The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me in the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I'm coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed and walk. The final verse. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. And that day was the Sabbath. Now let me show you how you can be in church and never get into a place of fruitfulness. Number one is that you need to have your imagination sanctified and you need a word because that's what makes faith work. If you're only going by your flesh 
and you got no word, you need to go and repent because when Hagar gave birth, his wife, got, Sarah got so mad, put her out and God gave a word and said, take your flesh and go and submit it back to Abraham. Your flesh must submit. If I didn't submit my flesh, I would not be standing here today because your flesh is unruly. The second one is Keturah. We're dealing with Keturah. I'm not even preaching yet about faith and what it is to be in the Spirit. When this is really a, a principle of migration which deals with fruitfulness. So spiritual migration, you, you can give birth out of your flesh. I like this guy. He's, he's my high school guy. You know what I mean? So I'm working with this guy. Or I can do things based upon my emotions. So you can even run a ministry out of your emotions. You can give birth out of things like and say, I'm going to start this ministry because I want to, I just, you know, I was homeless and so I don't want people to be homeless. No, did God give you a word for it? We did a whole lot of things out of your emotion and got everybody busy, sowing their money everywhere and helping and helping and helping. And by the end of six months, when we were done in Grandfontein, and I sat the team down, I said, now tell me who we are and what, how is the fruit for our work? And nobody could tell me what we do. But we were busy. And we were meeting needs and feeding people and helping people. But we had no progress. So you be careful that you move out of your emotions. Or you can stay and wait in the Spirit and say, Father, this thing's got to come through. The next two, two weeks, you're going to stay in the Spirit. You're going to pray like never before. And you're going to ask God to deliver to you the thing that you're asking for. So He can give you a word and He can give you a picture. Everybody say, Amen. So, spiritual migration, if you, if you want to get into a place of producing for the things of the Spirit, there's a migration which involves movement to a spiritual position or location that is in the perfect will of God. The perfect will of God for your life is fruitfulness. It's a new position or location that pleases God and attracts His favor. You want to see the favor of God? You want to see the blessing of God? You get into fruitfulness. So most Bible scholars agree that the feast that they had on this particular occasion is the feast of the Passover. So all churches have different meanings. And when you speak about various churches, I don't want to get into that. But let me just deal with the one name of Bethesda. Bethesda means house of mercy. It's a, it's the, it's a picture of a church. So imagine a church. And it's not just a, a small church. Because Bethesda means house of provision. Listen to this and please write this down. This house majors on meeting felt needs. Oh, did you see that this one was hungry? Why didn't you just feed them? Oh, did you see that? So, so, so what you do with the pastors is you wear them out because they go from house to house. Uh, you wear them out not, not for anything else and they, they can't wear that clothing anymore because that cake and tea gives them A recompense. <laughs> now they must go and sit and have tea with everybody and 
No, 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 no. The Bible says uh, it's the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. I mustn't go from house to house. You were supposed to be empowered. You were supposed to be trained up in the house of God. Come on, somebody. Now, this house, this particular house uh, is the house that only goes and, you know, any need that is in there. We run and we're going to meet that need. And then there's another need and we meet that need. And every now and again when we can afford, we'll meet someone else's need. It's called the house of Bethesda. So that thing is birthed out of a place of what we call Keturah. It's an emotional thing. Felt needs. Oh, that, that, that doesn't the church feel for the people? Jesus never even met everybody's need. You can only be in one place at one time. Oh, doesn't the church care? Of course we do. Why don't you come and see what we're busy building for you and your children's children? Because we discovered that the best and long-lasting way to change someone's life is to change their minds. So this becomes a training center, an equipping center, that when your children come out of this place, they will say, I know who I am, and I know what belongs to me, and they'll enter into the world, and they will not look back because they're born of the Spirit. So let's deal with the pool. Because this church, this house, has water. What is water? It's a picture of the Word. So, you get sanctified and you're cleansed by the washing of the water of God's Word. So, water is a symbol of the Word of God. So, to leave Egypt, the people had to pass through the Red Sea. It's the Word. To leave the world, Egypt, you have to pass through the Word. Somebody must preach the Word to you. To leave the wilderness, the nation, the nation had to pass through the Jordan. It's the water represents the word. To leave the inaccuracies of the wilderness, you must pass through the word. The triumph over the Moabites was due to the reflection of the sun and the water. 2 Kings 3 verse 20. The triumph over demons is through the word. Second King speaks about recurrent miscarriages were due because of polluted water. When the Word of God is polluted, visions are aborted. I can't come up here and just tell you, that's, you know, well, we had church, we had nice cake and tea. Where's the Word of God? Because my, Moses survived on the water. And the water will save you. The Word of God will save you when you get into the Word of God. It will carry you through no matter what's happening around you. Is somebody with me today? Because you can't move without of the outside of the Word. That's my point this morning. You can't just make up your mind, I'm going, show me the Word. Show me what God gave you. Tell me that God gave you a Word. Where's the Word of God? Because if it's God today, it will be God tomorrow, it will be God the next day. So five porches. So the word is there. There's five porches. This is the picture of the fivefold ministry. You know that. There's a great multitude. This is a picture of a mega church. It's not just a small church. It's a big church. They've got word. But there's a problem. Stirred up the water. They were made well of whatever disease they had. Only the first person. This speaks of a church with manifestations. So the angel appears. Here's another problem. It was by the sheep gate. This is a picture of Jesus. They could see Jesus. Jesus said, I'm the door of the sheep. 
Let's deal with all the inaccuracies around that church. Then we can pray for you. Here's the first one. Number one, it's by the sheep gate. The sheep gate is Jesus. This church was by Jesus, not in Jesus. The legitimate scriptural position is that the believer be in Christ. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. If you abide in me and my word abides in you, you can ask whatever you want. Do you have an encounter with Jesus? Here's another one that's inaccurate. Pool represents stagnant water. Water is a picture of the word of God. An inaccurate church has a river, an accurate church has a river, spirit-filled word, not a pool, which is a word, which is a picture of the word without the spirit. The letter kills, the spirit gives life. So you can't have stagnant water. This water must stir up your life. It must create something on the inside of you that gets you to jump into the river with God and that you become what God has called you to be and that you don't go and say, oh, that was a nice sermon. No, no, no. This is why I'm changed. This is my life that's impacted. Come on, somebody. Yes, something else that's a problem. Impotent people. This mega church was filled with the blind, the lame, and the paralyzed. They were dysfunctional believers. In fact, when the angel moved, the blind man could not see it. The lame man could not see it. The lame man could see it, but could not walk into it. And the paralyzed man could not even crawl into the water. The only person who could get in was someone that was well. Let's call this rather the house of torture. If God were to move in this church, the blind would not see the move of God, the lame would not walk into the move of God, and the paralyzed man would never even crawl into the move of God. Why? Because the water is a pool, it's there, but we don't participate in it. Here's something else that's faulty. Angelic manifestation. This was a house of angels came to visit. But a New Testament believer, you are born of Sarah. You are supposed to have a Holy Ghost manifestation, not an angel manifestation. Are you looking for angels? You should be looking for the Holy Ghost. The Spirit of God moving in this place so that everybody gets into the river and everybody becomes fruitful. Infirmity for 38 years. The question is, do you want to be made well? This man was in church for 38 years. Never got his fruitfulness. Never got his breakthrough. Because he laid in a traditional position. And when you get into traditions, it can become so comfortable that it feels normal. It's so normal that even when you look at your life, you say, but I'm fine. You look at your life, you say, at least I went to church on Sunday. But what does it mean for you? Oh, what did you learn? No, apostle saying, I get so emotional. Baby, that emotions are getting us all into trouble. Give me your word. 
I didn't come here for your story. I didn't come here for long uh, uh, movies and, 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 and cakes and tea. Give me a word for my situation because I have got a birthing canal. It's called faith. And the only way that I can get my stuff is through that birthing canal. Faith is the birthing canal. And faith only comes one way by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Oh, without faith, it is impossible to please the Lord. Give me a word. Everybody shout, give me a word. You need the word of God. rest is just emotions. Hmm. Let's land this plane. Galatians chapter 3 verse 1. You see church, oh foolish kingdom life embassy people. Somebody say, not me. Who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified. This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish having begun in the Spirit? Are you now being made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain if indeed it was in vain? So you're starting that business and you do because I know how to do it. And the Holy Ghost is not part of your meetings. And the Spirit of God's not directing you anymore. And the Holy Spirit can't tell you about your life, your future, your children, your, your, the, the, the man you must marry, the, the car to buy, the house where to stay. The Holy Spirit's not directing you anymore because you've got a degree or you've got now your own education and you earn your own money. And so the Holy Spirit mustn't tell you to do anything else. Are you so foolish? Having begun in the Spirit, you got born again. God elevated you. God brought you into that promotion. God took you through that education system. God set you up. Now you feel you got your education and your mind and your strategies and you can produce things out of your own will and out of your own mind. Therefore, He who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does He do it by the works of the law, by the hearing of faith? Just as Abraham believed God and was accounted for Him for righteousness, Therefore know that only those who are the, of faith are the sons of Abraham. <sighs> and the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying in you all the nations shall be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. Hmm. You cannot continue from this day in your own flesh. Oh, you can, of course. Or you can go to the Spirit and you can pray. I can go to my flesh and tell my flesh, your flesh is, oh, the devil's going to tell you, no, but you, know, you can't fast and pray because you're going to die. No, you won't die. You don't die of not eating. You die of overeating. Your soul. Ah, but the Lord knows my heart. No, no, you were told to pray. 
because we're not dealing with you, Keturah. You're going to take a back seat. I'm tired of you running my life. Some of you are going to have a good conversation with Keturah today. Keturah is inside of you, full of emotions. Your mind, your will, and your emotions are always emotional, baby. Back seat. I need my emotions, but you're not going to control my life anymore. And you, Hagar, I put you out before, I'll put you out again. You're going to shut up because we want Sarah in charge of this vehicle. And this is the next two weeks. We're going to be praying and we're going to ask God to produce something in your spirit that comes from His spirit to your spirit. That when you come out, you're going to say, this is what I was born to do. Look what the Lord gave me. Come on, somebody. You, are, you, you, you announced it and you said, I'm going to laugh. This is the Yamna laugh. This is how it's done. This is how we overcome. This is how we pray. This is how we lift up our voice. You don't make a decision outside of these next two weeks. You're waiting on the Lord and you're saying, God, I'm going to wait upon you. Come on, if Sarah could wait 25 years, you can wait 14 days, man. You can go before the Lord and pray every day and say, God, you need to fill me with understanding. You need to give me understanding, oh God. I pray and ask that you would give me and show me what to do. My name is Hannah and it looks like nothing's happening for me, but I'm going to come back into the presence of the Lord. I'm not leaving until I get pregnant on purpose. I'm going to see the power of God upon my life. I'm going to show you that this is the way it's done. Come on somebody, this is how we overcome. This is how we stand in the presence of a living God. Don't let the devil speak you out of your time of fasting and praying. Don't let the devil speak you out of your time of giving time in the presence of God, worshiping the Lord, magnifying God with me. Come on, stand to your feet this morning. Come on, let's magnify Him. It's time. I have a promise. Oh, this is my season. This is my time for the favor of the Lord. Father, we magnify you. Oh, your flesh got in the way, man. Repent of it before the Lord right now. It was your idea to go. Now you pattern, now you empty. Come on, it was your idea. God had nothing to do with it. Just repent where you are right now. That relationship, the things you got involved in. Repent quickly before the Lord. Just repent. Say, this is not you, God. It was not you. It was my own flesh. It was on my own lust. It was my own desire. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. I want to see your glory, Lord. I know this message is for one person in this place. I know that this word is for some person in this place. Your life will never be the same again. You're not comfortable with your salary anymore. You're not comfortable in a job anymore. You're asking for more. Is there anybody that is asking for more. There's got to be more. There must be more than this. There must be more than this, God. There must be more than this for my family, for my home and for my life. There must be more than this, God. There must be more than this. I'm coming back and I'm coming to worship you. And I'm going to stay in your presence. Night and day, God. Incense will arise, oh God. Incense will arise. Thank you.
position for 38 years. And Jesus asked the question, do you want to be made well? I mean, how long are you going to have? I know Jesus. There's the gate. That's where the church is. That's Apostle Max. That's that over there. When are you going to get involved in the Word? When are you going to have an encounter with the Word where the Word can speak to you day and night? Where you can wake up in the middle of the night and say, son, this thing that you're doing is not right. Daughter, this is not of God. That's, that's unforgiving. That's bitterness. That's offense. That's, that, is, that is gossip. That is son. When last did the word speak to you? When last did the word correct you? When last? Or is it, oh, that was a nice word on Sunday morning. Oh, the water stirred and I saw how people got slain in the spirit. There was a manifestation. Where's the transformation inside of you? Where the Spirit of God needs to convict you, change you, and bring you into your destiny. How would you be satisfied with some angelic man manifestation and not have your own encounter with God? It changes this morning. Please lift your hands. Come on, you've got to lift your hands before the Lord. You're worthy of it all, God. Come sing. Worthy of it all. For from you are all things, and to you are all things. You deserve the glory. Sing to the Lord, sing to the Lord. You're worthy of it all.
from today, my life changes. I'm not calling you sir. I'm calling you Lord. Your word means everything to me. Your word is precious to me. I love to hear your voice. When you speak, I listen. When you correct, I obey. I am yours, Lord. I'm not waiting for something on the outside. I have everything that I need on the inside of me. You're my closest friend. My body is your temple. I love to hear your voice. I love to sing praises to you. I belong to you, God. These next 14 days, I want to hear you. I want to see you. I need your picture. I need your word. I am born of the Spirit. And I want to bring you praise and glory with my life. From today, I submit my life to you. All the fruit that comes from my life, let it bring you praise and let it bring you glory. Let the character and the fruit of the Spirit come and be my character. Let love and joy and peace and gentleness and self-control and faithfulness. Let it all be the character in my life. Because you're worthy of it all, Lord. I love your presence. I enjoy praying. I enjoy worshiping you. I love abiding in you. And your word abides in me, God. No longer, Lord, Say, do something with my life, with my time. Make me fruitful for your kingdom and for your glory. I belong to you. You belong to me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Everybody said, Come on, say amen to the Lord this morning. spectacular, but it is supernatural. The Holy Ghost is in this place. I am telling you the presence of the Lord is in this place. I am telling you. I'm not here stirring your emotions. I'm not here to stir up your flesh. I am telling you there is a deposit and an impartation into your spirit that your life will never be the same again. Mark this day for the kingdom of God. Come on, bless him and by faith clap your hands and say, Lord, you're going to do something with my life. Come on. You're going to do something with my life. In the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. Please be seated for a moment. Luke 6 and 38. We're receiving an offer. Don't you let the world get you caught up with emotions to stir up your flesh. 
when the Spirit of God is so real in this place. And if you haven't been sensing God, you need to fast and pray. You need to starve that doubt to death. And let the Spirit of God rise up within you. Fasting is really, you stop eating on one level so you can feast on a spiritual level. Feed in His Word and receive what He's got for you. We stayed in His presence, man. We prayed to birth all these things. Every season of birthing. For change. God confirmed this thing. He gathers 100,000 people with TDJs. God puts a word in my spirit and says, you're going to start an organization that's going to change communities. Go for change. TDJs preach, preaches this message. And the prophets come up and they start to worship. Because the question was, do you want to change? Do you want to be made whole? That was the question. Do you really want to be made whole? Or do you want to sit in this religious, dysfunctional position your whole life and blame people for not caring about you? When the Word will lift you up and bring you into your destiny. And they started worshipping. The next minute, the, the prophet breaks out and he starts singing, Thank you for change. Thank you for change. And a hundred thousand people are announcing this. I said, God, you need to confirm this. A hundred thousand people singing, thank you for change. Thank you for the at Nazareth. I'm running around saying, Did you hear this? Did you hear this? Everybody said, Yes, Pastor. What are you talking about? I got it. I got my word. I got a word to start Kingdom Life Embassy. I got a word to start this church. I get a word to start any business. I get a word to get involved in networks. I get involved with what, wherever I go. I get a word from God. I don't move outside of the word. Show me the word. That's my wife. Show me the word. Tell me the word God gave me for her. Ah, but she's got hips, lips, and fingertips. Okay. When the balloons have popped, you'll come back and you'll, you'll need counsel. Don't let your flesh run your life, man. And worst of all, don't let your emotions run your life. You are born of the Spirit. If you go and you move by the Spirit of God, no one can manipulate you, not even in your giving. The reason why some people, they sit there with the money. You're just not listening to the Holy Ghost. Because your flesh is telling you, don't do it. I can tell you the number of times that my flesh spoke me out of my destiny. A hundred grand in my pocket. That's all I had. But I don't have petrol. Clifford Dahl comes to a ministry here. The Holy Spirit says, me sow the hundred grand. I couldn't part with that. Because my mind and my imagination is broke, never going to make it, never going to come. When you get into the Spirit of God, the Spirit of the spirit realm will tell you exactly how much to give. Because the same Spirit that tells you where to sow will show you where to reap. I'll give you scripture. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Will be put into your bowl. For with the same measure, that you use, it will be measured back to you. The same measure that you meet, 
Stop trying to ask God for a million rand. You can't put 10 rand in an offering. Also, how did this land came? Come, we sold our house. God told me that. So I went to my wife and said, let me tell you now. The Lord's calling for your house. She went, huh? I said, yes. Give me one million, one hundred rand. We sold. Then God said, well, your pension also. We sold. And it's only the beginning. But you want the stuff. But there's a big exchange from my house and taking care of us boy no more to taking care of a city and feeding so many people. If I have to give you the testimony of what we've received and what God has done, let me stop. Because you think you cannot give God. When God calls for the million rand, you reap in millions. Oh, you don't want to hear that? Don't get mad at me. Because it's the measure that you use. It will be measured back to you. So stingy gets back stingy. And when you bring your broken fridge and dishwasher here, I want to bless the church. Your yard will be full of broken parts and stuff in here. It's the measure that you use. Give your very best. God returns you with the very best. Some of you don't like to hear this. I, I've given away shoes and suits and clothing. My wife, I mean, like we clean up. Then God pays my ticket to go to the United States. You don't want to hear that? Pays for the accommodation. It's next month. Gives you spending for the week. Gives you a preaching assignment in Atlanta. Then you stop over in New York to go and do all the shopping and put up your clothes again. To put up your wardrobe again. Oh, you don't want to hear that? It's the measure that you use. Don't stand at harvest time and say, where's my harvest? What did you sow? For the measure that you use, it's measured back to you. Don't get mad at my family. We sow. I don't sow for you. I sow for me. You get your neighbor and say, I didn't sow for you. I'm sowing for myself.
you in the house this morning wasn't that a good word today amen come on clap your hands we're going home with substance today god is doing something awesome in this house we're birthing things by the spirit in the season amen in the next 14 days we're trusting god for breakthrough upon breakthrough god to deliver a word to you amen god to speak to you about your destiny and your future and bring you into your fruitfulness amen as you've seen on the announcements there's 14 days of prayer very quiet. 14 days of prayer. Yeah, come on. We, we trust in God. You know, when I spoke to a person, he said he wants to do this thing. He said, we're going to trust God for breakthrough upon our people in this next 14 days. We're going to trust God to speak to them, to bring them into their fruitfulness. Amen. And to just bring breakthrough upon breakthrough upon breakthrough. Amen. Amen. So in the next 14 days, get involved. Be a part of what God is doing. Get on the prayer wall. If you want to be a part of the prayer chain and just stay updated with the information, or you have a prayer request, you can just send the information onto the uh, WhatsApp number. You can DM us online. Send us an email. Connect with us, and we'll keep you updated. We'll be praying for you. And then also importantly, very you could never say this is very important. We want to laugh with you in this season. So we want you to share the testimony. 
of what God has done because of this time of prayer. Amen. We want you to share the testimony on the same numbers. Share the testimonies. Come and tell us the goodness of God and what God has done in your life. So that as a church, we can laugh together. Amen. And celebrate God's goodness in your life. Amen. And then on the 4th of September, we have our picnic, our family day. Come on. Bring your, bring your lunch. Bring your food. And come and join us. We're going to be on the land. We're going to have a picnic together. Just bring your lunch with you. Come and connect. We're going to have fun stuff for the children. There's going to be games for the adults. Although we're going to tone it down. Because we know some people can get a little bit competitive. Yes, yes. So the children, it's fun for the children. And connection for the adults. Amen. So we're going to have a fun time together. We're just going to relax and just connect and be with one another and have some good fellowship together. Amen. Amen. And now, if it's your first time at Kingdom Life Embassy, we just want to honor your presence in this place. We want to tell you how much we love you. We want to connect with you. If it's your first time, we've got something special for you. You can just give a wave in the service this morning. If that's you, just wave quickly at us so we can just connect with you. Come on. We see you. Oh, I'm so blessed to have you with us this morning. We want to connect with you after service. They've got a little voucher for you. And uh, after the service, you can have a coffee and a treat or a cappuccino. And we just want to get to know you a little bit more. If that's you, online DM us. We want to connect with you this week. And like I said, we just want to make sure that you're part of what God is doing in this season, in this ministry. Amen. Amen. And then straight after service, we'll have time for prayer. If you need prayer or counsel, please come to the front at the altar. And we'll just be, uh, we have pastors here to pray with you and just to minister to you. Amen. Now I'd like to welcome Apostle just to do the benediction. All righty. <laughs> Lord bless you and keep you. Cause his face to shine upon you, be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. That you'll always experience his favor wherever you go. That his goodness and his mercy will follow you all the days of your life. You are preserved and you are protected. You're covered under the blood of Jesus Christ. Angels go before you, surround you, and keep you in all of your ways. God bless you. Have a blessed week. Catch you online this week. Amen. Amen.